Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is Thursday. January 19th, 2023. It's your post impact wrestling show. Post, post hard to kill. We are almost a week removed and uh, we had one heck of a show tonight. But uh, before we get there, I am Atrol Pearl. It's good to see all y'all. Hello, chat. Hello, people who were probably watching the Fightful Awards or listening to us after the fact <laughs> on a Fightful Pods. Who knows? I don't know what you're doing. Regardless, it's good to see you. We hope to keep you. Come and talk about Impact Wrestling with us. I have, as always, my number one, my ride or die, the one I can never say goodbye to. I got Cresta Star. How you doing, Cresta? Hi, I'm doing great. Um, a good show tonight. I was gonna go out after, but it started to torrential rain. Is it raining by you, Joel? Probably. It's been raining on and off all day in Toronto. So uh took my kid out earlier about 10 a.m. and uh it was raining then, and I was like, I ain't going out for the rest of the day. <laughs> I respect that answer. I haven't been out of my house in like a week. <laughs> we got we got enough windows here. We're very lucky in our place that mm-hmm. we have a great view of things, and I can see the weather. But man, okay, apparently the awards are almost over. Good for them. Who cares? Very <laughs> emotional, as expected. Well, I didn't win an award, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that Joel and Cresta and I snubbed at our own show. Wow. That other than Matthew J. Cardona and Chelsea Green, who else from Impact won an award? I would, tell me in the chat, because I can't be asked to figure that out for myself. Did, did Speedball win all the awards? Because after tonight, I think he deserves all the awards. I don't care when the voting was for that show. We're just going to go. We're just going to talk about it. We're going to talk about Impact. We're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about FIFA Select. We're going to do all the fun stuff. 
And if you want to get in on the conversation, all you got to do is leave a super chat. Any super chat gets question or statement read on the air here at youtube.com slash fightful. That little dollar sign, you can go ahead, hit that and any amount. We'll talk about it. We'll answer the question. We'll do whatever you want to do because that's what you mean to us. Or if you really like us, you can go ahead and hit us with the Humper Chat over at HumperChats.com before Cresta gives the thing. And because there are two shows running at one time again, go ahead and just hit, uh, just, just put impact or IMP in your, in your super or in your Humper Chat so that I know that I'm not reading an awards chat. So uh, Cresta, how can they do that? You can head over to HumperChats.com. Yes, HumperChats.com. Type in your donation amount. Type in your question and comment, but make sure you put impact or IMP like Joel just said in the beginning so we can read your question live here on the Post Impact Show with Joel Pearl and Cresta Star. We get to keep a little bit more of the donations and it lets Sean Ross Hat know that we're doing our job and we're not just talking about nonsense. HumperChats.com. That those awards weren't cheap, folks. So let's show Sean that we are, in fact, the most money-making show on Fightful today. Period. And then I remembered Day After Dynamite was on today, too, so probably not. Anyway. Listen, dream big, baby. That's right. <laughs> Emmy Solko kicks us off with the Super Chat saying, with all due respect, how can the award show not nominate George Iceman in any category? I agree. George Iceman, who once won the 1950s Radio Host Award. Couldn't win it tonight. I mean, I think it's a little ridiculous. Who is a better backstage information go-getter scooper-duper? George Iceman. I was going to say Gia Miller. I mean, that's true. That's true. But was Gia Miller nominated? Was Gia Miller even uh, given an award? Conspiracy. Play the conspiracy music. She was all over the show tonight. She even commentated a match on BTI. We're going to talk about BTI in a second. But... How about we start with BTI and our friend George Iceman, who's back in his green screen gray room. What? <laughs> you have a green screen, George. Why don't you make it different? Like, why don't you sunny tropical island George Iceman? Why doesn't he use like, I don't know. Who is Con- the guy? Continuity. <laughs> Continuity. Mr. Freeze? Like, why don't you use a Mr. Freeze background and be like, and really lean into the gimmick. They call it Iceman Intel and they have copyright Ice- infringement. <laughs> <laughs> Antarctica in the background as George Iceman gives us the coldest scoops you can think of from a refrigerator. You're on to something. <laughs> it's cold scoops with George Iceman. Ice cold. The Fresh. man's going to be dulling out all the ice cream. <laughs> anyway, I really hope that I get to see him at the Impact Rebellion show in April because. Mm-hmm going to ask him so many stupid questions and i'm going to try and get them on air i'm going to do my best anyway weissman's giving us his intel he recaps hard to kill and he says a famous superstar or sorry famous superstars from the world of professional wrestling and some alumni will be here tonight which of course in atlanta where they filmed the fallout for hard to kill uh we'd find out later on who those people were and there are more to come i can guarantee you that i'm not going to spoil anything but uh- really fun names coming out uh yeah there was there was that and then they did the match do we want to talk about the match i mean we should probably probably set it up first yeah because because the match itself was good but the it wasn't the match wasn't about the match the match was about the post match if you will agreed so the design the team of big con and alan angels took on yuya yumura and delirious 
like Cresta said, this was very much a match all about what happened after the match. Uh-huh. Uh, as expected, the design wins. Uh, Matt Raywalt was not on commentary for this match for whatever reason. So Gia Miller filled in. Uh, at one point, they talk about the tag team division and impact. And Gia mentions Ace of Bays. And Tom says, oh, you would mention them, wouldn't you? For those who don't know, it's very open. It's not a secret. Gia Miller and Ace Austin are a couple they are together uh so i thought it was very cute that uh that tom would uh, would go ahead and do that i like how she no sold this i don't even like those guys (laughs) (laughs) It it was funny like her trying to navigate being the commentator for this match while trying to be like the straight person as tom was just being a troll Eh, either way. It's it was- weird to see Tom the Troll because literally that's Raywalt's job. <laughs> yes. So it's good for them to just switch it up for a change. It was a fun match. There was nothing here. I love uh, this was so stupid. Mm-hmm. They mentioned that the, the reason why Yuya and Delirious are teaming together is because they don't necessarily know how to communicate with other members of the locker room. <laughs> to quote Gia Miller, wrestling transcends words. <laughs> <laughs> Yuya speaks Japanese and Delirious speaks Delirious. Delirious. <laughs> <laughs> it just made uh, it made no sense, and I loved it. Anyway, match was fine. Nothing big. It was really was all about the ending. Uh, Khan does a really. This was the finish. Was Khan does a, a, a giant gorilla press drop on Delirious, and then Angel hits what he calls the Halo Strike. It's a it's a spin kick. Uh, yes. He gets the one two three, and then post match, this is where it gets interesting. Diener calls out Callahan, come down to the ring. Uh, Callahan comes out, and then. Diener cuts Callahan's music, says Sammy is dead. The death machine is dead. Callahan come to the ring. He says each step of the process to join the design requires making the right choice. Last week, he cut his hair. That was the right choice. And then tells Khan to go grab Delirious for the next step, which is following orders. Uh, they take out Delirious, does Sammy Callahan. Um, they get Delirious up for the Cactus Driver 97. And as Sammy does his thumbs up, thumbs down, he's about to do thumbs down. And Greamer, wow, I have I have Greamer. <laughs> which is like Tommy Dreamer and <laughs> Diener grabs the thumb of Sammy Callahan and stops him. And then Diener hits the move. And then, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, Diener Are you having a stroke? Her. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm having troubles tonight. <laughs> I'm forgetting what to do. Wow. Okay. Let's, let's. You got this. They get, Okay. Sammy gets delirious up for the Cactus Driver 97, goes to do thumbs up, thumbs down. He gets stopped by Diener. And then Sammy hits the Cactus Driver 97 on Delirious. Anyway, Diener sits on Delirious. Okay. <laughs> I want to give you a hug. You look like in this moment, like, you know what? Show's over. Turn this around. I got you. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. No, absolutely. That is exactly what happened to the T. I you could see it looks like on the outside that Sammy Cal- well, Callahan now is like maybe I bit off more than I could chew. I thought I could still be this crazy hyena and not so much fall in line. Um, Diener really taking his hand and doing the thumbs up, thumbs up, and just stopping it. Like, no, you already know it's thumbs down. Like, what are you doing this? I'm excited to see where this goes. Sorry, I just saw they just announced at no surrender it will be Masha Slamovich and Mickey James for the Knockouts World Championship. So they're not they're not waiting. They're just getting right to it. 
Uh, nice. We'll talk about that when we get into the actual impact stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they do reiterate all of this, the design and Sammy stuff later on, and we'll talk about mm -hmm. it. But uh, for now, let's hit you with the super chat from Flaming. Says, hey, Joel, sorry uh, about the WWE question. Devon was released. Do you know why? Also, I, have, I haven't I have watched Impact since DDP was there. Is it worth watching? Well, yes, absolutely. Impact is worth watching. It's still fun. It's a great show. Um, we cover it every single week. And I think more often than not, we're happy to talk about it. Um, we, as in, we enjoy the show. It's... Um, it's different, definitely from AEW or, or WWE programming, but at the same time, you have some of the best wrestlers you may know and some that you don't know and probably should be getting to know. So um, give Impact a shot, and just like most wrestling, don't take it completely seriously. Uh, do you want to add anything to that, Cresta, and then we'll tackle number two? Um, I don't know much about the Devon. I don't got the scoops. I'm sorry. I'll but I, I will say, as somebody who didn't watch impact like for real for it would dabble here and there i have had so much fun covering this since i started working for fightful and watching impact every week it is very different it's it's sports entertainment with the right amount of wrestling mixed in and i do like in the sense that there's a lot of noise in wrestling right now with backstage drama it's nice to just watch impact and be sports entertained it's just really nice to be like, wow, this is either really dumb or this is really dumb. Like, this is great. This is wrestling. So definitely give Impact a shot. You never have to worry about the in-ring um, performance. And when you start to worry about it, they hit you with the rope of dope and then it gets good. They, that was very weird. Impact posted the thing twice and then took it down. Uh, so it was very, no, but it's still up. <laughs> They put the one. It was just that they posted it twice. I was very confused. It was like, "Mind your business," but it's still there. I said, "Mind your business." Mind your business. Why the reason the other one that they didn't take that? I was like, "Why is it suddenly gone? Did somebody pull the trigger before they were supposed to?" <laughs> no, someone just got trigger happy and pulled it twice. Anyway, uh, Devon Dudley. Uh, as far as I know, he was not released. He and WWE just parted ways. He released a statement on his Twitter today. You can go ahead and read it all on Fightful.com. Um, I don't know why. I'm sure Sean Ross Sapp's going to give some more information if there is any. It can honestly just be that after a while, he was done doing the job. That happens. Sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you're just done. Sometimes you want to move on from uh, whatever you're working on. You want to do different things. You don't want to be uh, like Daniel Rackett. don't want to be Harry Potter forever. So, you know. Yeah. M.A. <laughs> Solko saying, quick troll, del translated delirious <laughs> demo, please. <laughs> You send me one, I will do my best to uh, to translate it. Can you, can you speak delirious? I'm sure you can, right? Me? Um, maybe after some Jack Daniels. Let me talk to Jack Daniels first, and then I can speak delirious. Mm, good stuff. Uh, let's Okay, so let's get from Dobby to Brain Heenan. Great main event tonight. The show was a show as a whole felt like a big spotlight on their stacked knockouts division. How strong it is, overflowing with talent. Yes, I t I said this on Twitter. Tonight was very much a knockouts heavy show, and then the last two matches were the only non knockout segment. Uh, and the oh. Dave Lagreco, <clears throat> whatever. We'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, but but Cressa, this was a very knockouts heavy show. It showed off a lot of the division and a lot of. Uh, potential as to who will challenge mickey james next what are we doing now what, where do we go with the knockouts wherever they want to go and I, and I say that kind of in jest but like literally from the opening segment all the way to the even, even at the end of the match i was still thinking about the knockouts division i have been saying this for a while and this is no disrespect to any place anywhere else 
But the knockouts division is the best representation, in my opinion, of women's wrestling. There are stiff matches. There are joke matches. There are matches you wouldn't expect that would be so good. When we saw Hard to Kill um, last weekend, uh, Friday, uh, one of the standout things to me was Taylor Wilde versus Killer Kelly. I was not expecting them to have that type of stiff chemistry. And we were treated to that again tonight. So I think that when you have things to offset Giselle Shaw just blaming everybody else <laughs> and Lish just being like, go away. When you have stiff matches like that, even with technical matches like Deanna Perrazzo, you can't help but be like, this this women's division, this knockouts division, justice division in general, because I see a lot of intergender play. I, I'm here for it. I ten out tens across the board. Wait, that's somebody else's gimmick. Actually, <laughs> you mentioned that because today Sean Spears and Cassie Lee did welcome their baby boy to the world. Ah, oh, so congratulations! Hey, come on, came baby. In weighing, came in weighing ten pounds and ten ounces. Ah. Uh, I, was that a troll? That that's, a troll? That's, that's, that's not true. That's not what it is. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a bowling ball. A big ass baby. Oh, big baby. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, let's let's dig into Impact, the actual show. Here we are. They open up with the uh, the RIP to Jay Briscoe, and Tom Hannafin kind of narrates a short intro, eulogizing Briscoe. And uh, Jay Briscoe, the Briscoes are former Impact Tag Team Champions, which I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't remember that because it was early 2021 if i'm not mistaken and they were still doing no crowd shows like the briscoes i think they drive i I can't remember fully but maybe i'm crazy they dropped those titles almost immediately like first time there were crowds back in impact i think that's when they dropped those titles but um they had pardon the pun they did make an impact on the tag team division and uh hearing that news i again all week you've seen yeah just the, the the thoughts and comments pouring in about jay briscoe not only the wrestler but as as the father as the family man there was just a, a an amazing outpouring of love and support to that family so uh yeah we i want to send my condolences out to uh to the briscoes and and to that family it's awful. awful i would like to echo those sentiments um i had said on twitter that i wish i would have known that they were wrestling longer than i got to experience them live you know what i mean it's a tragedy and my heart aches for that family the children the everything he seemed like a really nice person I never met him personally but my condolences go out to his family and then the next day was his brother's birthday i caramba Oof. yeah so one uh one very agonizing stretch uh-huh. of time on right now but we keep uh we keep that family in our in our thoughts especially right now with uh with everything that's going on in the background so yes there's been a a, not a gofundme but a similar um support url that's been going around from various wrestlers i know sean rossap had also uh, tweeted it out um if you have the means and you're able to financially support them please consider it uh there's there's a lot of uphill battles for that family going on right now um but let's continue there's there's Nowhere, nowhere I can segue this. Yeah, there's no nice way to segue that. Yeah. Uh, Mickey James comes out. It's her night. The last rodeo may be over, but hardcore country lives forever. And then out comes Bully Ray. Now, Cresta, I don't know if you remember this, but on Friday night after Hard to Kill, I asked, how would you feel if Bully Ray wasn't done with Impact Wrestling? How do you feel now that Bully Ray is, in fact, not completely done with Impact Wrestling? So now that I have all my friends addicted to Impact, I was definitely watching this in Discord. And they're all, we all saw Hard to Kill together. And 
audibly myself and two other people are like, oh, why are you still here? <laughs> I thought we were done. <sighs> I mean, I guess, but like, what do you have to say? I mean, it was kind of funny when he was coming out and they were like, you tapped out. I'm like, Mickey James tapped out too. Nobody talking about that because it doesn't fit the narrative and, you know, control your narrative and whatnot. But why? Why? And then, and then I'm skipping ahead just a little bit that it looks like you're going to be feuding with Tommy Dreamer. Oh, we're going to talk about that because I'm going to talk about what Steven Jensen had to say in the same Hard to Kill post show. Oh, hey, shout out to Speedball Mike Bailey in the chat. Hey, friends, sorry I snapped. I went a little nuts in that pit fight. Uh, you know what? This is one time, Speedball. I think that it's okay. You did what you needed to do. We're going to talk about that match a little bit later on tonight. I mean this with the utmost respect. Kenny King was trying you. You did what needed to be done. <laughs> <laughs> Not I love Kenny chaos. King boxing shorts, though. I gotta give him to it. Kenny Kenny King wearing the boxing shorts. That's that's a good uh, good stuff. It was giving me um Sagat from Street Fighter. I love a good Muay Thai pant, <laughs> Muay Thai shorts. <laughs> so we'll go back to the opening segment with Bully and 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 everyone else. Uh, Matt Raywell mentions the controversial tap spot from Hard to Kill, which I'm really glad that they talked about it. Mickey James, of course, at one point uh, seeming to have tapped out during her match at hard to kill versus Jordan grace. So that story is not over and they keep making allusions to Jordan grace, having a rematch Uh in her contract against Mickey James. So I I'm looking forward to that bully tells Mickey James to leave, but instead of saying it, he points to the entrance ramp. And if you notice this the entire time, he does not look at her. I loved this Cresta. I know sometimes it's so hard to like separate the character from the guy. Uh-huh. But this has been so, I, I have to say bully is doing it right. He's, He's getting making, some superb heel work in. Yes. It, it really has become a bit of a, a I'm not going to call it a masterclass because it's not perfect by any means. Uh-huh. It's so strong and so good that I really have to say, like there's stuff there that I think people get a little too into their feelings and then hate the guy. I'm sitting there. I'm just like, yeah, I love this. Oh, he's under my skin. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie. He is under my skin. Cause as like, it was just so dismissive. Just like, this is Mickey's moment. They're talking about the last rodeo. I loved her gear, everything. And he's just like, get out. The Bronx in me came out and I was like, Mickey, if I were you, I would have told him to S my D because how dare you? <laughs> how did this is my moment. You tapped out. I got to, I may have tapped, but I still won. <laughs> you did not. Oh man, he's bully is doing it. Bully is being a bully. I'll give it to him, but he's ooh, he he got under my skin. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff too. Uh so yeah, Mickey says the fans want bully Ray out of the ring instead, and they chant get out bully. Bully cuts her off and says, you know, you're wasting your time. It's not her ring. She wasn't in the main event. Bully was the main event. He sold out the show. He put over Josh Alexander. He made him a somebody. Just all the delusional heel stuff that we keep talking about. And I love it. And then Mickey just reiterates, Bully, you tapped out. <laughs> and then Bully just warns Mickey James. Says, just doesn't even look at her face again. Just the, the disrespect. And it's so wonderful. And then Mickey calls Bully a bitter bully, politicking to get what he wants and throwing a temper tantrum when he doesn't get it. Mickey won't back down and says if Bully wants her out of the ring, he'll have to take her out. Out comes Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. Tasha Steeles reiterates that 
Mickey still hasn't beaten her. Therefore, the last rodeo continues, or at least it's not proven. Uh-huh. Bully interjects, called Mickey a two-bit two champion. It just That's the only thing he has to say. He just kind of like, yeah, yeah, you tell her. And <laughs> Tasha's like, I want the knockouts title. Invites Bully to beat down Mickey, but then Savannah Evans instead takes the first swing. And then out come Jordan Grace, Frankie Kazarian to make the, 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 the save. I'm stuttering tonight. It's great. Uh, and then out comes <laughs> Director of Authority, Santino Morella. Because, of course, Santino needs to do something about it, and he doesn't know what. And Cresta, here it comes. If you think there's someone who needs to put a match together, you think of a person who puts tag team matches together all the time. You think of three-time karate world champion, former WCW commissioner, Ernest the Cat Miller. I'm not going to hold you. I thought Teddy Long was going to come out that curtain player. <laughs> I'm like, and when he came out, I was like, Iceman, where did you get this scoop on the ground? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, scoop on the ground. All right. Here's a scoop. It's like a spaghetti meatball that rolls yeah, on the floor. <laughs> So Ernest the Cat Miller comes out. He says, I live in Atlanta and I used to be a WCW commissioner. He says, make it a, I'm making a match. Just make the match. And so Bully goes to take a powder and Santino's like, no, I can fire you if you don't do this match. So Santino makes the match. Jordan Grace, Mickey James, Frankie Kazarian versus Savannah Evans, Sasha Seals, and Bully Ray. They get right into the match. Uh, a, a good match. Honestly, this match was a standout match uh-huh. for Savannah Evans. First of all, she had on new gear and it looked great. She she looked great. She worked great. It was a lot of ring time for her, and she showed out. I think this was her best showing on Impact since she came into the company. What did you think about Savannah Evans? And then we'll talk about the rest of the match. I will say my only problem with the opening um, the opening segment is I really liked it when it was Bully versus uh, Mickey, but I really felt like Mickey should have had her moment. At some point, it felt a little overbooked. I'm not going to hold you. I did feel that it was, there's a lot going on. I think Santino didn't need Bearcat, but hey, we in Atlanta, baby, let him work. The match itself was really good. Jordan Grace picking up Bully Ray where all his limbs were in the air. I was low-key expecting her to angle slam him. If she did, I would have popped. I would have gone to the moon and back because that was iconic. I also liked how Bully was just like, I'm not interested in fighting anybody else except Mickey only after Savannah Evans and Tasha Steeles beat her up for like two minutes. And when Kazarian was like, let's fight, he's like, why would I fight you? Didn't even want to fight Grace, bro. But when he did, he did He did put, I don't, I don't, I don't like Bully Ray. He's, he's, he's giving me the heel that I don't like. But I don't <laughs> like him in the kayfabe sense. If that makes sense, like, oh, he's doing a good job, so I hate him. <laughs> so you mentioned Jordan Grace wanting to fight Bully Ray, and Bully's like, mm-hmm. no. Turns his back on Jordan Grace. Again, the disrespect that he has so to everyone. Grace comes over and just like taps him on the back. Uh, and then he turns around. He's like, oh, you want to fight me? Okay, I'll fight you. And then you mentioned it. Savannah Evans comes and takes back control of the match. Uh, eventually, we get a little bit of action between Jordan Grace and Bully. He breaks up a pin. And then Jordan Grace gets pissed off, grabs Bully, picks him up for a slam. And then he rakes her eyes, takes her down, and that's it. Uh, Kazarian takes Bully down. Bully takes a powder. He's out of the match. Oh, uh, and it, it doesn't matter because right away, like Mickey just pins Tasha Steeles, mm-hmm. and that's that's that. <laughs> there, no, no more questions about whether or not Tasha Steeles could beat Mickey James because Mickey James just beat her. 
period. I mean, I, I mean, there's still the argument. Well, you never beat me one on one, and da 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 But I, I think that that should be it for now because she got a lot on her plate with Masha right around the corner, Jordan right here. Probably it'd be Evans before steals, and that could further a storyline where it's like, yo, bro, how come you get a title shot before I do? And I'm the one, I'm the greatest that beat the greatest. Yeah, so I'd see a steals Evans breakup eventually happening. And if this is the catalyst, I'm okay with that because Evans has gotten so much better. I'm nothing against Tasha Steels, but I would like to see the program with them against each other. I think that'd be nice. It definitely feels like we're loading up to get a more Savannah mm-hmm. Evans. Uh, heavy partnership, right? Yeah. That, you know, between Tasha and Savannah, let's say they make it through this whole ordeal as a tag team. Still, uh, it feels like maybe Tasha will go to the background and then Savannah will will pop up and take it out next. So, yeah. I, and I'm fine with that. And and you mentioned M- Masha Slamovich. She comes out. She has the photo. They're doing that again, where she takes out the photo from the envelope, and it's a big red X over Mickey's face. Mickey just kisses it and shoves the photo in Masha's face. Like I said earlier, that's been made official for No Surrender, which is the next uh, Impact event. They're going to do Masha versus Mickey James. Uh, that's a big match. And I do you main event that one, or do you main event Josh Alexander versus the winner? of the match that Santino makes, which is the golden six shooter match, which is basically a six pack challenge. I have no idea. I, I feel like that's not the main eventer because I'm going to believe in you, Joe Pearl, like Joe Hendry. I believe in you, Joe Pearl. You had said when we did our predictions that if Masha Slamovich wins and she goes to face Mickey James, she's going to beat the brakes off of Mickey James and that's it for her title run. And it's gone to Masha. I believe that that's going to happen. So I think maybe that goes on first. So we can all be like, yo, why would you do that? Depending on what happened this weekend in Florida when they're taping, uh, we might see it. But but again, I, I feel like you can main event that show with Mickey and Masha with the same incredibly uncomfortable beatdown. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, sometimes it's how you leave them. So I don't know if people want to go with that be the go out, but that would talk, that would bring a lot of chatter. It'd bring a lot of work and speculation. Or you want to start off the show with like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So, but that's the thing. If you start the show with that and people are so like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened, then all of a sudden it takes away from the rest of the program. Fair. Fair. Okay, so maybe you do main event with it. I think, like you said, it might depend on how tapings go and what we see over the next couple of weeks. So we'll see. Some very, very cool stuff. I'm I'm very excited for that. Uh, we're backstage, Santino and the Cat. I mentioned this a minute ago. Santino mm-hmm. makes what he calls the Golden Six Shooter Match, which is basically just a six-pack challenge of former Impact World Champions to determine the number one contender. He says Chris Saban, Edward Edwards, and then the four animals. He says Rhino, Swan, Rich Swan, Moose, and Callahan. Yeah, he's an animal. He's a beast. <laughs> he's a a beast. Anyway, uh, it's fine with me. So uh, I don't even have any words for that. Cat says Santino's doing a great job and says, follow your hearts, which is like the that's the only thing I ever want the cat to tell me in my entire lifetime. Follow your hearts. I honestly, that's the best advice I give to people when I feel like, listen, I don't know what to tell you, so follow your heart. <laughs> like Triple H telling me to follow my nose. And then they run into Dirty Dango, and Santino says, Dango spent time on the force. Do you have any any information for me? Because, of course, 
of course. Macklin walks into frame. By the way, he also served, so they don't make any reference to that. Uh, Macklin says he deserves to be number one contender after he beat Rich Swan. And Santino asks Dango for advice, and Dango says, put me in a match with him. And so Macklin versus Dango is made, and Macklin's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'll beat his ass. Uh, it was a funny segment. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it was, you know, got to where we needed to be, right? It was fine, but I am growing increasingly sympathetic for Macklin. Macklin literally just beat Rich Swan, and then it's like, okay, we're going to put Rich Swan in this thing. So what I got to do? I got to lose, and then you tell me I'm at the back of the line? I mean, if we're trying to make Macklin a heel, it's hard for me to see him as a heel because I'm so sympathetic to his situation. Super, I get it. It's all former Impact champions. But, okay, you already won. Let somebody else win. Like, how are you going to get new winners? I I want Steve Macklin to go ape at this point because I I feel for him. At least give the man a title shot. At least give the man a title shot. And like they're saying in the chat, Macklin's been right this entire time. He is okay. So this is there's this little underlying piece of storytelling. I don't think I'm not going to say people aren't thinking about, but this is something that maybe people should be thinking about. Josh Alexander, the current Impact champion, is beating former. TNA and Impact World Champions, right? He keeps mm-hmm. beat, he beat Bully Ray, he beat Frankie Kazarian, like he beat Saban, he beat all of these former champions. On the other side of it, guess who's also doing that? And he's an uncrowned champion. And that's Steve Macklin. He keeps beating former Impact World Champions. This is all leading to these two going at it and Macklin being like, I did all the same shit you did, Josh Alexander. The only difference is I don't have your title yet, but I should have it. I'm really looking forward to that. And it feels it feels like Macklin's going to get that title, but I don't know when. And if they do it at Rebellion, that's going to be very – it's going to be a tough night because we're in Toronto, and that's, that's Josh Alexander's territory. Uh, something, something Canadians are all nice. You'd be sorry about it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And then they're doing, by the way, they announced they're doing the, the tapings in Toronto the next night on a Monday night. So I'm going to be sitting watching that, I guess. I think the only person that Josh Alexander beat that wasn't a former world champion was Speedball. Yeah. And Speedball, it was an open challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, that, that open challenge was Bully Ray. I'll beat you up twice. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. 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 So, I like where this is going. I kind of hope that they that they force the the idea a little bit more down the road because it's a really interesting story when you get down to it. And uh, yeah, it, it's 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 just kind of lying there underneath everything, and they're mm-hmm. waiting to bring it up. So we'll see where it goes. But I think it's it's pretty good. Yeah, there's there's no other wrestling on Mondays anyway, so I can go and enjoy the Impact tapings that night. True, right? <laughs> True. Sports entertainment. Anyway, uh, Ashley Damboise is taking on Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, by the way, shout out to Ashley Damboise because she has been on AW Dark recently. She showed up on SmackDown around Christmas time. She was uh, one of the dancers in the Nutcracker match that whatever. Uh, she was a dancer. You remember. Now, now you see it. And uh, she's just making the rounds. She's doing really well for herself. This match was a systematic picking apart of Ashley by Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, Powerbomb into the Queen's Gambit wins it for... Diana, again, a lot of strong women atop the Knockouts roster. That's what they're pushing. What do you think of the match? Do you have anything to add? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer? 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Just that um, stretch in the beginning where she had... Um, is it Dubois? How do you say her name? I'm Damboise. Damboise. I'm getting confused because there was literally a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race named Irene Dubois. So that's all I kept hearing. I'm like, that is not that girl's name. No, so, that's George Santos. Huh? No. <laughs> no loss. Please. I'm already confused. I'm already confused. Um, yeah. But that stretch where she had like her knees or her back and her arms. Like, I don't know what that was, but that was clean. I am always impressed with Peraza. Like, literally, the... I mean this as a compliment. She's literally the Dean Malenko of women to be. Like she has a million holds. Like she's no, it's a good shot. Like she's so good. She is so good. Like I do not want to wrestle her at all because even if I can quote unquote outpower you, if you get my hand, oh man, I'm I have arthritis now. No thanks. So we'll skip ahead. We'll 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 kind of move around for a sec. Trey is in the back and walks up to Ashley Dambois, who had just had her match, and he basically tries to hit on her in the creepy Chad way that you would do. <laughs> Not the creepy Chad way. <laughs> he was being the creepiest Chad ever. And he's like, oh, yeah, actually... <laughs> I'm not going to say it. He, he basically <laughs> says, like, you had a really good match when you were doing this. Da, 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 da. And then Ashley just kind of looks around and says, thank you. And then Trey's like, oh, that was disrespectful. Are you being disrespectful? And she's like, aren't you the guy who defaced the X Division title belt? And then he's like, listen, toots. And it just goes off. And then walks Action Mike Jackson. And what did we say in the Hard to Kill post show? Action Mike Jackson should be X Division champion. And <laughs> Mike Jackson stands up for the ladies. Michael's or Mike Jackson is called old by Trey Miguel, of course. Jackson challenges for the X Division Championship next week, and he'll bring the title home to a place where there's respect. Uh, this was this was fun. It's harmless, and we get the match we wanted. What do you think of this uh, with Trey Ashley and Mike Jackson? I hated the first part, 
when Mike Jackson challenged him, that's the first thing I was like, yo, didn't we say he should be exhibition champion? I be memeing, but you can't make my memes a reality and then not do it. Do it, you coward. Make him exhibition. Because <laughs> when he came out, the grin on my face was like, oh, you're a clown for this impact. Oh, you're a clown for this. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. And I'm going to watch Mike Jackson take it to Trey Miguel for him to cheat on this old man. Have you no shame? <laughs> He's got the more now that he's been in a hospital and he's convalescing. He has so much time on his hands. So he's spending all of his time on his phone, reading the tweets, reading what we're doing. And you know what else he's doing? He's reading Fightful Select because he spent his five bucks on all the best scoops in wrestling. He's got a update on Naomi where I'm sorry she won't be going to Impact anytime soon if the report is... As expected, uh, there's a ton of stuff going on. It's contract season anyway, so Scott Damore needs to find out who's a free agent, who's not a free agent. He's finding out through FIFA Select. We had Ask Rhapsody today where the guys were fielding all the questions from y'all. So go ahead and subscribe to us. FIFA Select, it's the best. $5 in the business. So much content that you get. You get the list goes on. You get sour graps with Alex Palowski if you want things on the sour end of the life cycle. Or maybe you want to have a nice time talking about independent wrestling. Well, Steven Jensen's got you every single weekend with the Weekender podcast. He also joins us now for the post pay-per-view and post impact specials when he can. So you'll be seeing more of Steven Jensen here on youtube.com slash fightful. But if you want to hear him for sure, every single weekend, subscribe to fightful select five bucks, get you in, get your scoops, get everything you need. I think it's pretty easy. Anything to add on your end there? $5, $5, $5. Once upon a time, it was $5 footlongs from Subway, but they had to up their prices. Well, guess what? We didn't do that. It's and like I say every week, you're just going to end up watching people going to report about things from Fightful anyway. Skip a step. That's right. Get the right answer. If you're going to copy don't, the homework, at least get it right. Don't think you know. No and no, you know, no. No. <laughs> we got a super chat from Ryan Sullivan. Joel, why did you not dress up? Well, I was not part of the Fightful Awards. Uh, I am part of the Impact Watching Awards, which we do every week here. Anyway, I'm wearing a Motorhead t-shirt, so clearly I'm winning. Gia Miller's in the back. She's going to the basement of Center Stage looking for PCO. Oh, my good Lord. <laughs> Gia Miller is the bravest wrestling journalist, and she and Kayla Braxton deserve her flowers. <laughs> and she's very scared. And she asks one question, and he starts shaking. And honestly, I, I'm just going to say it, Cresta. He gets orgasmic. He starts rolling the eyes and starts moving around and shaking all the cage. And she's just like, I got to get this shit out of here. I got to go. This is awful. And that's the end of it. So PCO is back in impact wrestling. I, orgasmic? Have- I, I was thinking seizure. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, maybe it's the first time he's seen a woman since he's been in the, in the grave. I know it's been a long time. I don't know. $5 fight long. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine you spend $5 and then Fightful says, do you want to fight someone? <laughs> Only in the pay-per-views. Taylor <laughs> Wilde and Killer Kelly. Uh, you mentioned this match earlier when we were talking about the knockouts division. So mm-hmm. it's worth mentioning that these two are legitimate friends. <clears throat> we talked about this on other post shows. Uh, and sometimes when you get to beat up with your friends, you get to get a little, uh, mm. a little more heavy handed because there's an understanding there of what you're doing. And that's what these two did. 
Uh, by the way, at this point in the show, this is the third knockouts match in a row, which I found to be just fantastic. Yes. Um, suplex into the guillotine from Taylor Wilde was really solid stuff. Um, honestly, just the, the match itself was really good. Wild fights off the killer clutch, hits the wild ride, gets 2.9. Then they do a bunch of uh, pin attempts, the, the roll throughs and so on until Killer Kelly finally locks in the killer clutch for the submission and the win. Uh, it was a bit sloppy at the end, but they got there. Otherwise, this match was so good and they got real heavy with each other. What do you think of this match? It is nice seeing Taylor Wilde from the first time she came into now. This wrestling style is like night and day. You couldn't tell me that's the same fucking, I'm oops, sorry, same wrestler. Like she's really good. Like what she was doing when she first got there versus now is like, stiff this match was really unbelievably stiff um again i was watching this in discord with my friends and everyone in my discord was like are they gonna kiss or are they gonna kill each other i'm like that's professional wrestling you don't know you don't know maybe maybe both yeah both both well at one point wild is slapping killer kelly yeah more and that's when i'm like she ain't killer kelly she's kinky kelly at that point yeah and then right into that there was the lock-in look at me and then head-butted the crap out of her over and over i'm like Yo, are y'all sharing beers and a cigarette after this match? Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a I lot. Was to the uh, and then Solko drops a, a, a Humper chat saying Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde as a team, so good or no good? I think that would be so good because we talked about it. This Impact Knockouts division is stacked mm-hmm. and the, everyone else needs to do something for a while. And once this Giselle Shaw tag team situation gets resolved death dolls are going to need another team to face and who better than killer kelly and taylor wild this witchy creepy team taking on the death dolls who are this witchy creepy team but from another yeah. dimension i could see that um the only only caveat i could see with the team like that is sometimes killer kelly you don't know how to act and I can see them getting disqualified a lot because she don't know when to let go. They'd be like, yo, sis, what are you doing? So, I mean, I, I could see it. I could see I could see them being an actually really strong challenge to the Death Dolls. I and also, Impact needs to start focusing a little bit more on other tag teams and not just throwing together women. It would be nice to see more actual women's tag mm-hmm. teams, not just two knockouts that couldn't win the tag title, or sorry, couldn't win the knockouts titles just going and teaming up together. Because there's been a lot of that. You had Deanna and Chelsea do that. Um, you've had, well, the Inspiration were a team that came together. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, you, you've had a few teams that have come together. And it's were- the curse of Giselle Shaw. The specter of Giselle Shaw. We'll get to her in a second. We're backstage with the, the design in Callahan. Apparently, this is a seven-step process. So what is this? This is week, next week is week three, which brings us to the 26th. Six, uh, so it's three, four, five, six. So the 23rd, ah, shit, the 24th is no surrender. So whatever they're doing is going up to, uh, to no surrender. That's great. Anyway, step one was head shaving. He made the right choice. Step two was following orders, clearly made the right choice. Next week is week to step three. Senior uh-huh. tells him to compete in a six shooter match, win the world title, and bring it to the design. <laughs> and then Khan grabs Callahan on the way out, saying, if he loses, there will be consequences. What are the consequences, Crescent Star? You have to wash Khan's back. <laughs> He's a large man. That's a <laughs> why that moment just thought of the Usi Hot promo with FTR and the Usos. <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. They they put their shaving cream it was supposed to be icy hot, and then they got it on their balls. That was the joke. 
Jesus. <laughs> WWE in 2018, 2019 was a wild time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm thinking about when Eric Young was a terrorizing dealer. There was no process. It was just terror. <laughs> Eric Young gave him no one. It was just beating him up, had him locked in a dungeon. So, I mean, at least they're giving you a step-by-step process. He's a benevolent king. But there's a lot of tough people in that uh, in that match. So how do you do it? If you're not supposed to do, like, the death machine, because Sammy Callahan would definitely wait in the in the stands and let everyone fight and then jump in at the last minute. But, you know, I'm interested to see how that goes because I don't think he wins that. So they've announced a whole bunch of matches for this taping coming up in... Are you looking uh, ahead? Yeah, I am. And and also Chad had mentioned that, they, that Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde will be teaming up. I'm not going to spoil what their match is, but... Uh, no, there's a lot of really good stuff there coming up. So get excited for that. Get 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 excited for that. I'm excited. Some really good stuff. Okay, okay. We're not going to spoil anything. I'll let. Uh, if you want to get spoiled, you can you can keep track on your own. Your own. But uh, let's keep going. Spoilerino cappuccino. That's right. Backstage with Santino, Josh Alexander's with him, and Santino says they call it the palindrome because it has a double meaning. And I'm like, oh shit, he's dumb. He's a sick shooter. Anyway, uh, Josh is just happy Santino's here and he walks off and I'm like, smart move, Josh. Just walk away. And then in walks Giselle Shaw with Jay Vidal and says she's been stabbed in the back by every tag partner she's ever had, but she's not going to sit back and play the victim card. She said, I had a Not God's tag title match a few weeks back. I didn't win, but that's not my fault. Says I beat the death dolls at Hard to Kill in a match that, by the way, apparently it did happen, but it was a digital exclusive. They didn't tell us, but it became a digital exclusive. They did do the match before Hard to Kill of the Death Dolls, the three of them taking on Giselle Shaw uh, and I forget who else now. I'm sorry. But the match happened. I did watch it. And uh, she's just taking advantage of Santino being new. Uh, Says, you know, I had a knockouts tag title match a few weeks back. I didn't win, but that's not my fault. Since I beat the Death Dolls, all I need is a tag partner and I should get another shot. So Santino's like, that's fine, but you need a tag partner. She Lish comes in and he's like, Hey, would you like to team with Giselle Shaw? And Lish is like, Nope. And another girl just walks by. He's like, Nope. And then Santino says, Well, unfortunately, nobody likes you, but I'll find you a partner. And then Giselle says, I'm very well liked. And Jay's like, I like her a lot. This was so stupid and so funny at the same time, Cresta. It was absolute clowning. And this was Giselle just being like, just straight face, like t- I'm totally right. It's cool. Delusion. Don't worry about it. What Delusion. do you think? Um, my favorite part is when he was like, "You, Alicia." She's like, "Nope, <laughs> like not me." I don't even. I didn't even see who this other woman was. She was in the frame and then she was out of the frame. She's like, "Not me. I don't want it." <laughs> I tried to step through it. I had no idea who it was. I think it was just a stagehand, who, someone who works with the company. Mm-hmm. Just nope. <laughs> I mean, maybe this could be a way to bring in somebody to be Giselle's partner, maybe bring someone back or someone new. Because like I said earlier, Giselle is kind of like the specter of the women's tag division. She gets with these people and then breaks them up. She has great ideas, but the execution is poor. Or the people in her her group have uh, poor egos. So we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's someone new. Uh, I'm sure whoever has read ahead in chat is like, 
yeah, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's going to be a really, it's going to be a really fun match. It's going to be next week. We'll go down what's going on next week towards the end of the show. Dirty Dango and Steve Macklin have a match. Um, well, first of all, Dango's music is basically spin me right round, but it's way better. And I give him that. Uh, I would like Dango and Swingman to be a tag team. I think we've talked about this before. I'm still on that. And this match had more back and forth than I would have liked, considering Steve Macklin basically beating the brakes out of everyone and Dango not being this threatening force in Impact Wrestling. I get that, you know, oh, Dango came from WWE. He had a tag title shot. Da, 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 da. It's just. It, I, I didn't want Dango to have as much as he did. The match was fine. They fight to the stage. Dango tries for a tornado DDT on the ramp of Macklin suplexes him back into the ring instead. Hits caught in the crosshairs. And then the KA, he gets the win. Macklin, as expected, beats Dirty Dango. What do you think of the match, Cresta? I agree with you that <clears throat> I like Dango, but I feel like this should have been a Macklin showcase. If anything, it should have been Macklin beating up Dango so bad that when he goes to pin him, he just picks him up. It's like, no, I'm not done with you. I feel like at this point, um, like I said earlier, I, I feel like we need to pull the trigger on Macklin. He deserves it, and Macklin is right. He's like, how many more people I got to beat up? And you still won't give me a title shot. And this is something that I don't think is Alexander's fault because I think this is independent of him, but at some point this has got to be an oversight. Nobody watches the product. You don't see that this man is beating people up every week. Alexander, you do have the choice and the opportunity to make some of your own matches because you wanted to fight Bully Ray and Scott Demore here. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, how many more people does Macklin have to go through before you put some respect on Macklin's name? Yeah. Exactly that. Uh, and in the chat, they're asking Dango, like Fandango? Yes. Yes, the movie ticket service. Yes, that's right. Welcome to Fandango. How can I take your order? GM Miller's backstage with major players. And they say that Ace of Bays asked for a match next week versus the major players. So they're going to do that. It's been made official. Uh, Maya says Ace of Bays got screwed, but also the major players got screwed. And they've been getting screwed for weeks now. Cardona and Myers, this is so funny. Myers is like, we are men and Ace of Bays are children in a man's world. And he trails off as Moose walks into the shot. He says, bad luck started when Joe Henry beat Brian Myers for the digital media title. He didn't even appear. And I'm so mad. Zero out of two. <laughs> no, it's because he called him Joe Henry. Not Joe. He didn't have the to be. There you go. Uh, anyway, Cardona's like, look, you just want us to take out Joe Henry for you. But you know what? I am the king of the internet. I am the great. We, him and Myers, are the greatest digital media champions of all time. So Cardona's going to go after Henry after Ace of Bays. Uh, this was a fun little segment. I'm looking forward to Cardona and Henry and what they do with this. Uh, anything to add on your end? Anytime Joe Henry is on my screen, I believe. And I do feel like there is some comedic gold between Henry and Cardona, and whatever big jabroni hours they're about to do, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, I, I forgot where I said this, but I want... I said this last week. I don't know if Joe Hendry could somehow get a way to get Moose, to manage Moose, and back to Roos and have Moose and Bull, Bull and Moose, Moose and Bull. <laughs> I want that to happen. If this And if this is the segue, let it rip. Let it rip, Impact. Let's go. Tell you what, I don't want to see them let rip. Let's see Bully Ray versus Tommy Dreamer in 2023. Make ECW. Dave <laughs> LaGreca is interviewing Tommy Dreamer. 
So for those who don't know, Dave LaGreca hosts the Busted Open show, Busted Open Radio on Sirius XM, and Tommy Dream is a part of it, and Bully Ray's a part of it, and Mickey James does some work for them too. It's it's like the impact four hours now. But uh, oh, and by the way, Fightful's own Denise Salcedo is going to be filling in on Saturday on that show. So anyway, Hollywood Denise Salcedo, Hollywood she's so <laughs> Go check her out. That's Saturday. She'll be on with like with with the, with the real star Mark Henry. You know, it's time for the main event. That guy. <laughs> the world's strongest main event anyway <laughs> they do this whole segment where they're basically talking about busted open but making it an impact this was the trade-off basically because after the segment matt ray matt raywalt and tom hannafin are just like by the way thank you to busted open who've been covering impact going into hard to kill and i'm like so they basically made a deal with you that was we're gonna talk about your show a lot going into hard to kill we'll even use it to forward stories but in exchange, we need to talk about our stupid show incessantly for an obscene amount of time and take up airspace just to get to bully Ray versus Tommy dreamer. I hated this shit. I hated this segment. This segment was <laughs> awful. It did not need to exist. Busted open radio is actually entertaining. I will give them that they are fun. They're good. This segment was not good. I will say that this whole show, top to bottom, was more about furthering storylines. So I can understand where you're coming from. I feel like Hard to Kill was a nice bow on a lot of things. It ended a lot of things. And today was, if there was anything that was left unsaid, undone, this is where we're ending and this is where things are going. I didn't mind this so much because... um, I don't listen to Busted Open Radio, but I had heard about who Dave LaGreca is, and it was nice seeing who he is in the flesh. However, nobody wants a Bully Ray versus Tommy Dream of Match in 2023. Why? Why? To quote Kenny King, why? We don't. I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Pour one up for the boys, I guess. But it's like, in this, in this case, and I cannot believe I'm about to cap for Bully Ray on this show in 8K. Ladies and gentlemen, we got it. But I think Bully Ray could be used elsewhere. That first segment, like I said, he got under my skin, but it did what it needed to do. I I don't. Come on, more wrestling podcasts, you know. I I love that, but yeah, it's, wah, wah. <laughs> you're right. Bully is useful. He's not useful in a match with Tommy Dreamer in 2023. I'm sorry. I respect Tommy. I think he works hard in this business. But having a match against Bully Ray, this ain't it. I think there's a better use of Tommy Dreamer's talents as well. So even, even in the thing leading up, to Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray, having Tommy Dream, even though we gave him shit, is a good buffer in between, you know, will he, won't he? And I think having these two guys go against each other again, I feel is counterintuitive to what they have to offer, if that makes more sense. I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm just dunking on the guy, but I, I think them two having a match is uh, not maximizing their minutes. Make it a tag match. Grab two guys who are newer in impact who are younger are more agile and who can lead them to a serviceable match johnny swinger joe hendry easy and zicky dice to be special guest ref i don't hate it <laughs> you gotta go the most chaotic answer when you begin to dislike something just turn up the chaos and you're gonna have a good match 
there has to be something better because this ain't it. This ain't it. But put Moose in there with, with Bully. I think that would be entertaining. That'd be wildly entertaining. Moose, Moose in a triple threat match with Bully and Tommy Jeter It's just going to be elder abuse because Moose is not going to care. He's just going to beat up these two old men because Moose is a bully. <laughs> put Macklin out there to beat up Bully. Let's do that. Ryan a whole time on their hands. They worked with the guy. It's, <sighs> there's got to be something better, but this this segment wasn't it. And if it's leading to a one-on-one match with Bully and Tommy, I don't want this. Joel is like, me no want that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's right. There are also the, there's the good hands, the 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 Bully tag team. Oh my god, it's a six-person tag. <laughs> There's your chaos. This is my, this is next. This is this and this, my two favorite hand symbols right now. <laughs> Bully, Bully Hotch and Skyler versus Dreamer, maybe Heath and Rhino. <sighs> I still don't like that. Delirious and. Uh... Yeah. That feels awful. Gresham. Put Gresham. I don't put Gresham in there, please. I can hear I can hear Gresham in my share voice who keeps booking me these chicken shit gigs. <laughs> just, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're going to work yourself into a shoot, brother. This is just not. Yeah, I have Bully in the good hands go for the trios titles in AEW. Bully in the elites. Oh, my God. Let's go. <laughs> this week on Impact is the Exhibition Championship match between Trey Miguel and Action Mike Jackson, all 74 years old of him. Let's go. Ace of Bays take on the major players. Death Dolls take on Giselle and mm, it's Santino picks the tag partner. So who knows who that's going to be? That's going to be a really fun match uh, for the Knockouts tag titles. And then the Golden Six Shooter match, the six-pack challenge between Moose, Edwards, Callahan, Swan, Rhino, and Saban. That's going to be fun. But let's get into the main event. It's time for... Anyway, Speedball Mike Bailey and Kenny King in a pit fight. Not a fight pit because then we get sued... Uh it's a legally distinct hole where professional wrestling is commencing. That's correct. Speedball and Kenny King have one hell of a match. Uh, I don't. I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick for a second. This is a production thing. They turn the house lights down. Production quality also just seemed to have gone way down. It felt like they were trying to make this look gritty, which I get, but they weren't. They weren't taking good production in their mind. They were just thinking like, let's make it gritty. And someone said, I don't know how that's supposed to look. And then someone made a decision that wasn't great. It was, it was blood sport. The match was blood sport. We talked mm-hmm. about this before with Jake Barnett did blood sport, Matt Riddle did blood sport and the movie blood sport with John Claude Van Damme. I get that. Uh, it just, there was something missing in the production quality. That's what it was. The black mat looked really good. I have to give them that they used the black mat and look more crisp again, gritty, but it needed just a little bit more light. This match was really good. This match was all about Speedball losing his shit, and he snapped at the end of it. Before we get there, is there anything you want to point out from this match? Because, I mean, Bailey's bleeding early, uh, knocked his head into one of the lights on the on the floor, on the ramp. Mm-hmm. Um, just some really, really good stuff between Bailey and King. Uh, what do you, you want to say about this match before we get to the finish? So in the beginning, and I had said this off air, that I thought the beginning of that match was very slow. And I was kind of like, I feel like there's a better way to use these two. I mean, yeah, it has to be a blow-off match. However, once Bailey's head hit that ramp, and then he does that charge from the ramp into the ring, 
it literally became a ref from a wrestling match to like a devil may cry Tekken bayonetta cinematic. You're spamming X to run down to the ring. He takes Kenny King out. He knocks him out the ring. And you can see him get increasingly more mad. And the more mad he becomes, it's kind of like, cause I feel like we're used to seeing speedball in this controlled very much. Everything I do has a meaning. And it got to a point where it was like, I've McFucking had it. <laughs> and Kenny King was the perfect person for this. Cause for weeks, Kenny King is just like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Ooh, I'm not touching you. Ooh, mommy said I can't hit you. It Except was the time so when he did touch him. And so I mean, you spitting water at him, throwing popcorn, beating up his friends. I mean, come he on. Him at, he cost him a match at Hard to Kill in the countdown show. Exactly. So I think that this match, after it kicked into that second gear. Not to sound cheesy, total nonstop action though. Like it was, it was really good. It was really good. I cannot complain because, like, when he hit that man with the finisher, it it really did give me blood sport. To, nah, <laughs> never want to see you again. Bye, Kenny. I popped. I laughed. I was like, kill him, get him, speedball. He's had it. They and I and I agree with you. By the way, the first half of the match was kind of it was slow. Mm-hmm. They had to kind of set the pace that this wasn't going to be a sprint to the finish, and I like that. It needed to be a little bit plotting, a little bit slow. It needed to have that that MMA feature to it because yeah. it did kind of incorporate more wrestling into it, despite things like the arm bar and you know Kenny King slamming Bailey down and then doing the figure four where they both roll out of the ring together, like the wrestling stuff. Um, and then they do the kicks and, and all the kick spots. Then you have Bailey climbing to the top of a ropeless turnbuckle path. That was dope, though. <laughs> and hitting a twisting splash. That was great. And then he goes for the ultimate weapon off the apron. It's stopped by Kenny King, who then hits a spinning kick of his own while he's in the ring. Referee checks, and of course he still goes. Um, it was a good build to what would eventually be Speedball grabbing the chair that was introduced by King earlier in the match, basically using it on Kenny King mounting him punching him like crazy hits the arm bar wrenches back on it does the double knees the 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 um spinning double knees more punches puts the chair on king's lifeless head not his body but his head just winds up and kicks the damn chair and the referee calls for the stoppage speedball wins and he's amped up uh so speedball snapped tonight what do we do with him next as he is he going to try and get back to his zen or have we unlocked a new speedball variant? I mean, I love a good variant. I also want to shout out, because while you were talking, I was looking at my notes. When Kenny King kicked speedball out the air from doing the ultimate weapon, I was like, oh, that was so smooth. That was, I could not believe it. And in that moment, I was like, Kenny King about to win this. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> But I, it's kind of like in this moment to, to compare wrestlers. It's like when Penta has the Joker mask. You know the Penta variant. Joker variant is not messing around. This variant, Speedball, was already brutal in that sixty man, uh, sixty minute Iron Man match with um Josh Alexander. Not a real life Iron Man, but it was sixty minutes. It was like an Iron Man match. If he could do that and he's calm, and this is what he's like when he's turned up, beat up Bully Ray. <laughs> beat up moose like 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 no beat up moose like give moose the the butt whooping he deserves but if you want those things like yo speedball like 
Didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> like, I, uh, come on now. You'll beat up Macklin. <laughs> get crazy. Let's get crazy. Stop with the brain. Heenan with the super chat. Even though King lost the match, did he really lose in the end? Speedball showed the side that Kenny had been telling people about. That's a good point. I mm-hmm. really think that now Kenny King, despite losing, can still be that shitty heel who's just like, told you so. And we had Speedball in our chat earlier tonight being like, sorry, I apologize. I went a little hard. And we said, you know, you get a pass because Kenny King was being a real shithead. Yeah. Had do, Speedball had to do what he had to do. If If that's how you get out of it, I'm fine with it. But at the same time, I really do think we just unlocked a new speedball variant where when he gets pissed, all, all you know, all bets are off. He's going to lose. Yeah. His- I think Kenny King was the perfect um, heel in this situation to grind the gears. Cause that's a good point. Um, Dobby that even though he lost, did he really lose? Cause you still proved the point. The point was still proven that you're still a maniac, but I feel like that goes without saying that's any professional wrestler in this business. If if you want to get technical, because even the coolest people, if you mess with their family or you mess with something they care about, will go ape. You know what I mean? So I, <clears throat> I think that this is nice. I think that going forward, whenever Speedball whips this out, people know he's not messing around. But I'm a little flabbergasted in a good way that you didn't have to pull it out for Josh Alexander for that match to be superb, but you let Kenny King have it. Does it slip out on someone that doesn't need to to prove Kenny King's point further? Maybe. Or is this just something for special occasions? Because I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. I, I was sports entertained. This is his super lagger for those who get it. You take off that mask on Jushin Thunder Lagger, oh. and he's this. It's Krillin. It calls himself Super Krillin. What the fuck does? I was gonna make a Dragon Ball Z reference. I was gonna say this is like Super Saiyan God. No, this, this is worse. This is like you pull off the you, you you pull the dragon's beard too much, and he comes at you with fire. But oh. yeah, you tempted him too hard. Yeah, I believe it because, like, again, look at what he did to Alexander when he wasn't pissed. Even though he came up short, did he? You know, so I, I I think there might be a little bit more story there. If it ends this way, I'm okay with it. But that is a good point. Like, did Kenny King really lose or did he prove his point? It's a very good point indeed. Well, that was Impact Wrestling for Thursday, January 19th. Uh, all in all, it was a good show. Really just started resetting mm-hmm. after Hard to Kill. We have one more week in Atlanta next week and then We're going to shift over to Florida. Uh, Some friends are going to be at that show. I hope they enjoy their time there. Until then, Cresta, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me every Thursday here with Joe Pearl, where we interview. You can find me every Thursday here on. What did you do to me? You gave me a stroke. (laughs) I pressed the wrong button. I meant this one. We're going to get it there. Take three. You can find me here every Thursday on YouTube on Fightful with Joe Pearl, where we talk about everything that happens on Impact. Tomorrow, I will be doing a special edition of Gaming Gone Weird. Normally, I'm there on Thursdays on Know Your News, but tune in tomorrow at 4 p.m. over on Know Your News. Mondays and Wednesdays, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Star. You can find me on Twitter at CrestaDStar. TikTok, Instagram is Cresta Star. Anywhere you can type Cresta Stars with two R's. And I leave you with a pirate pun. Joel, what is a pirate's favorite letter in the alphabet? 
Arr. You would think that, but it's actually the C. Joel, where can they find you? I'm actual Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. I'm now on the hunt for a new host of the post Wrestling <laughs> We'll be back next week. Uh, if you go over to my Twitter account, I just announced I'm starting a new, a new podcast with our friend Ella J. I'm really much looking forward to that. Hopefully y'all can spread that love. I'd appreciate it very much. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers. See you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.